Wait, what do you mean it's over? Hello? How can I help? Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Parties Over Podcast. I'm Liz. And I'm Ashley. And if you follow us on Instagram, we'll point out Liz Liz is the brunette. I'm the blonde. Everyone knows that. You never know. I don't know. Like, it took me forever for JC and Chelsea, right? Yeah. You too. Is that the one that took us forever? Yeah, I think it was, which is weird to think of now. I think, I can't remember. There's another podcast I listened to, but I didn't what? ever follow Ashley them online. Marina? Oh, Ashley Flowers and Britt, I thought was the opposite oh, people. Oh, okay. Yeah, on Crime Junkie. So interesting. Yeah. So today is uh, my B day, and Liz took the day off to spend it with me so kind and we did a little beach day and now we're recording and then we're gonna go to get a little little lobster roll pretty good birthday good b-day liz and i talk about it every year on our birthdays like we think we're like yeah no big deal like don't worry i don't know we don't care about birthdays we're just like whatever and then our birthday comes like around our own birthday. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Our birthdays will come around, and we'll be like, oh my god, don't worry about it. Like, I could sit at home and be totally fine, literally alone. And then our birthday comes, and we're like, um, I'm so glad I'm not sitting alone at home. I would be depressed. Because one year, we both individually, on different birthdays, worked on our birthday, and we swore we'd never do it again. That's the absolute worst thing that you can do on your birthday. And I would think... Like, Even some, if you like your job. Yeah, like, Parker just is like, whatever, I don't care. He also has a winter birthday, and we don't ski or anything. I know you like... I have a winter, winter birthday. birthday. But you could, like, do something. So... I don't know, but now I thought it would go away as I got older. It has not gone away. So I'm now saying, Parker, you're never allowed to work on your birthday again because even if you say you don't care, you probably care a little. It's just so depressing for everyone to like, this hasn't happened to me, but like, I remember the first year I worked on my birthday and everyone's just like, no one knew it was my birthday. I'm not going to tell anyone it's my birthday. Mm -hmm. And I'm just sitting there and I'm literally like, this is sad. Yeah, that's the worst part when no one knows. And you don't want to be like, yeah, well, like, if they're like, birthday. what are you doing tonight? And you're like, I'm going to dinner for, for my birthday. Good, no. It's so sad. <laughs> and it's not even a, like a big-headed thing of being like attention. It's more of just like a sad about growing up thing. In my mind, I'm grown. I'm fully grown. I'm 26. Like, I'm grown. It's not that. It's just another thing of like aging that kind of just comes with it. And you're mm-hmm. like, oh, so we have to actually. I was, we were also talking. I heard this podcast, or maybe it was a TikTok, and this girl was talking about, it's JC. Talking about how she wants to play more. Oh, like, yeah. I don't know. Playing. And I'm like, you know, you don't have to get rid of your youth fully. Like, oh, because you're an adult, you literally can't have fun on your birthday. That's so rude. That is Anywho. similar, yeah. So, I'm just in my um, youthful era. Because I cried last night. Sobbed about turning 26. About turning 26? Sobbed. I didn't tell you this. I didn't know it was about turning 26. Oh, yeah. Sobbed. That I think like it caught me off guard. Honestly, every birthday, I don't want. I want to celebrate it, but I don't want to celebrate because I. Hopefully, no one asks advice about getting older on this episode because I have none because I am really bad at it, and I'll make that maybe a goal for next year. It's more that life just passes by so fast, is what yeah. I mean. Yeah. Like, yeah. Now you, I'm like, oh, oh. I'm 26. I'm a grandmother. Okay, so 25. This is this is my thought process. 25. I was okay. Like 24. I was kind of embarrassed to be 24 in, like, a professional way. 
because I was like, 24 is young. So like, it's embarrassing to tell people I'm 24. Like no one will take me seriously. So 25 was like, okay, cool. I'm 25. Like that feels like a confident age. I can say 26. I'm like, mm, now I'm just whatever, but let's 26 move on. 26 is more like you have to have it all. Like you're 25 is like still young. 26 is like, no okay, one cares. Need, yeah. <laughs> no one cares, but also you need to be like a full blown adult. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. no more, like no more taking your birthday off to play. But right. I'm going to still do it. You have to have your own health insurance. Oh, I do. Well, it's like the last thing. It's like the last thing. That's age. why I got married. So I could get health yeah. insurance. So um, anyways, thank you to Liz for taking my B-Day off. This is the second time Liz has taken my birthday off. But we've been together, I think, every year of my birthday. I think so. Maybe one we might have missed. But I think we've been together every year of my birthday. Um. As for life updates, I have none. I do not have any, but we did go to a wedding this past weekend. Oh, yeah, that was fun. And we had a lot of fun. And um, we had a sleepover there in a bunch of twin beds. And me and Ashley were, like, giggling. It wasn't even giggling. We were laughing. And then she was choking on her water. We were just laughing, and we were being stupid. And then my boyfriend was like, what is happening? And I was like, oh, that was just, like, every night before we would go to bed was pretty much like that. And he's like, did you sleep? I was – I actually was sobbing. Like, my pillow was wet from tears, <laughs> sobbing, hysterically dying. And you're right. I forgot that we used to do that all like the time. The next day, I was like, that was so fun. Like, after <laughs> – after – it's almost like we get a little bit – like overtired it's like we, we were laying down like about to fall asleep like we were like in between sleep and it was couldn't just, like, even was, breathe like, in between like <laughs> couldn't even breathe and then it's and this is what i said to him i'm like as soon as you guys were like okay girls that's enough we need to go to bed and then i was like trying to fall asleep i like instantly fell asleep because i think i wore myself <laughs> out from laughing so hard <laughs> and it's like also parker is familiar with this um dynamic it, that he, he used to sleep <laughs> but he loves to take advantage of us already being goofy so he's like Ooh, this is a good time mm-hmm. to get some laughs. Mm-hmm. Like I can, I can take advantage. I can sneak in a couple jokes, and they'll think they're really funny, even if they're not that funny. He was being. That's funny. my theory. Parker, are you? Oh, Parker's asleep. No, I'm not asleep. <laughs> Running downstairs, screaming. Very funny. Okay, so moving on. This, I'm sorry. This is so annoying. This is like only inside jokes. We're giving you like half of stories and being like, haha, I cried last night about being 26. <laughs> we were just laughing. We were laughing about nothing that we're going to share. Actually, I did get some feedback on the podcast, and they said sometimes that we say things like, oh, did you see that on TikTok? Or like, oh, did you see that scandal that came out? And then I'm like, yeah, I saw it. And then we just move Don't on. Don't tell you So we need to give like a backstory. Oh, um, okay. But we're not going to give you the backstory in, on these things. But in the future, we will do that. That's a great, that's great feedback. Yeah, because you don't need the backstory of right. all of our sleepovers. So does that mean like for the Kardashians when I say stir yeah. up some drama? No, like, that well, one is okay. But if you're okay. like, oh, did you see what Kylie did? And I'm like, yeah. And then we just move on. Okay. Because if it relates. Right, 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 yeah. right. Fair. So today, first of all, thank you to everyone that answered the money advice or whatever, the money, salary, transparency, income, financial stuff. Um, we got an unbelievable amount of responses Yeah, and we're going to hold, like, we're going to wait for that episode just because we got so much feedback. We want to figure out how 
to do it. Um, I'll report it back to you guys. Yeah, I think what we're going to do, maybe we'll be open to some ideas, but I think what we're going to do is do the first half of the podcast. We'll explain like the data and say like, for example, okay, so people typically 23 to 25, whatever it was, the age range, they in their income, the range was started here, went to here, but the average, like the you know, the range was this, but typically people made about this amount of money and then move on to like, again, same thing with like mortgages. We won't say like savings accounts, like all these different things. So we'll probably like do it in that way. And maybe we'll make a chart that you guys can look at and post it, um, somewhere. Yeah. It is interesting. Like, you know, you do all these things with your money, but you, it's like kind of a secret thing that you can't ask your friend like, hey, how much do you have in your savings? Like right. what's normal? So this was nice for even me to like read through and be like, what track am I on? Like, am I, am I normal or am I, you know, not doing good enough? Am I doing okay or great? Like yeah. I have literally no idea. So comparing it to people like generally these people are in our area or at least in our state. So right. it was helpful. And we'll... We will talk more about this on the episode, like some disclaimers of like, or things to keep in mind, because we want to make sure that this doesn't make anyone feel bad about their situation. So we'll talk about that more. But yeah, it was really one of those things that like, one of my fears is always that I will wake up and one day find out like thinking I was like on the right track and be like, oh, wait a minute. People Mm -hmm. are like, you know, I don't know, maybe I won't buy that extra t-shirt if I found out that everyone's actually saving X amount of money or whatever. Um, or their mortgages, like, oh, maybe I, uh, could, maybe I should, I don't know, renegotiate my rent or move to a cheaper apartment if this is like crazy. Yeah. So anywho, we'll get into that episode, but yeah, so we'll do that on the first half and then the second half we'll do, uh, we'll maybe have someone on that is an expert in finances and just discussing some different things. So if anyone has extra questions, we'll answer your questions. You guys asked, we'll probably have someone come on and answer some questions and give advice. Um, that's our thought for that episode. Again, open to feedback. But for this episode, we also did a Google form. Same situation with the money thing. We just had such a great um, response with that. And I think we're going to keep using that method of responses. And today we put out a little ask if anyone needed, like, I don't know, not even needed, but advice on things, just something that you guys wanted to hear on the podcast about maybe a situation that relates specifically to you. Today we're going to read some of those questions and just react and maybe give advice on what we would do in that situation maybe maybe that's definitely what we're gonna do you know so uh let's see let's start off with the first one we got do you want to start do you want to ask the first one hey ashley and liz i just got my first job Ooh. First job. Brutal. Sorry. I, <laughs> I didn't even finish the question. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I just got my first job. Oh. Um, oh. And they don't like their manager. Advice on how to remain happy in the workplace, even though you don't have respect for your manager. Okay. Um, that is a really hard one. Um, do you want to go first? Yes to have a good manager relationship like really do a good job in your job so you can there's no reason to like tiff not that saying that they tiff Mm -hmm. in their manager situation but like if you're really confident in the work that you're doing and can back yourself up I think it's like doing it for you instead of doing it for them like doing a good job for the company and yourself rather than for your manager right 
you're saying do a really good job so that way you can like if you were to ever she he or she whatever um was ever to go into a meeting with you and say like put it on you you'd be like oh i did a b and c like i've been yes. holding my own this is a you thing yeah um my thoughts are one that is really hard like a manager really makes or breaks your experience honestly no if ands or buts around it however a couple things to think about if you are one think of like are they the owner of this company? Let's say it's not maybe, a, I don't know. It sounds like a manager is not probably the, you know, they probably don't own the company. They're probably right. like a manager and someone's above them. But, you know, if this is a long-term thing and there's really no way of you getting around them, that's a little different thing to consider. Um, another thing would be something I realized, well, the hard thing about it, I think, is just you your manager really sets the tone one with like work ethic and um, morale and just environment culture they really set the tone however a couple things I've considered when I just haven't necessarily agreed with managers in the past like I don't know working style I've considered one they've been in this job a lot longer than I have and maybe they've earned like earned their space to maybe like how do I say this? Take some distance from their work. So let's say they've been doing something for 10 years and they've been hustling their butts off. They've been in at 6 a.m. They've been busting their butt. They busted their butt for like 10 years. They went to all the after work networking things. They went to all these different things. Now like you maybe work under them and they maybe don't need to go to do all these things as much. Like maybe they've earned their keep a little bit and they, you know, so just put yourself in their shoes for a quick second because it's easy to be like, oh, bad manager. Like they, they're never yeah. in the office. They check, they seem checked out, blah, blah, blah. Maybe they have a lot going at home, like going on at home and maybe they don't, they've kind of earned, uh, they earned their trust from everyone else around them. So they've been able to take a step back. Does that make sense? Yeah. Maybe that sounds sense. like maybe this person doesn't like them. So if you don't personal, like, like them personally, I would just try to keep. Like, you don't need to have a personal relationship with the person. You know what I mean? Yeah, you don't I need like to your share. Advice. Just do what, do a good job. Yeah. But and if you're, if you're in, like, a setting where they're asking for feedback and you're getting feedback, like a review or something, mm-hmm. use that time to be, like, not to say bad things, but use it to be, like, this would help me if you could do this. Or yeah. Like, this is my style. Mm-hmm. Like, different generations have different styles. So, if they can understand, like, how to manage a gen z if they're millennial or vice versa like understand your working style Mm -hmm. and how to work with you it can probably improve your relationship i would also just note um something someone told me is make your boss look good when you're at work like do what you can to make your boss look good like your manager for example rather than like let's say you're in a meeting and you kind of like take credit for whatever I don't even know take credit or try and like like oh that time when Stephen was late whatever don't do that uh someone gave me that advice and I felt like it was good advice because unfortunately they can help make or break your experience so it's better for you if (laughs) you help them and nothing is forever yeah okay what else we got SOS I am talking to more than one guy I really like both guys how do I know which one to pick so, so I can't relate at all. Say, we don't have a lot of <laughs> personal experience. However, we've witnessed this go down. 
before in Friends. Yes. This is complex because... I feel like I need more context. Yeah, do they know that you're talking to other people? Right, have you established? You're not in established relationships, you're just talking with each of them. I think if you really like one, I don't know, again, but I think there is one that you're probably clicking with more. I would say, like, just ask the big questions when you're with these people. Like, not the big questions, but try to find out, like, if it's going to actually work. Like, if your lifestyles are lining up, like, Mm-hmm. Or if you're just, like, in lust with this person. Good one. That's what I was And then saying. go with... <laughs> I don't know if that's the right answer, but go with the one that, like, it could actually work. Like, you you want to build something with, not just the... The drama. This is fun. And, unless you're looking just for fun. You know what I mean? Right. It depends what you're... Ask yourself, what am I looking for right now? Right. And, yeah, exactly. Like, there's there's usually, in these situations I've witnessed, there's one that, like, seems to be the correct answer and then like, the one that you like and then the one that you're like they're like a, they have a little bit distance from you like they're probably the one that's texting you the least and they're like taking a longer respond and that's the one that you're like um wait why do I like that one more so the thing is usually I feel like the person just wants whatever they can't have so I think like you said, ask yourself what are the things that you're looking for and you know what the answer could be? Literally none. Because my theory on this is if you're talking to two, you probably don't care about one enough to blow off. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, or you're not that stage yet with them. Right. Like it'll come when you're ready to date one of them, like if you're at that stage, then you probably wouldn't be talking to them. That's my so, yeah, that's my yeah. theory. Like I could see why it would be hard, but my thought is like the right one probably would hold your attention enough that you'd be like so scared another question you can ask yourself is like i've if you all of a sudden did not have the power to choose and both of them decided to end it with you which which one one, exactly that's when it really puts things perspective so that's my final piece of advice ask yourself the question if they both stop texting you tomorrow which one would you literally be heartbroken about Okay, the next question says, you guys always seem to balance your lives. How do oh, you balance nice. friends and boyfriend and family without feeling overwhelmed? I don't. Oh, Someone's always mad at me. Did we, <laughs> did we say that it was balanced? I don't remember saying that. Um, this is why I cry at night. <laughs> this one is hard. More, I feel like I have a hard time. I want to give the same amount to every person I think Mm -hmm. you feel the same way Mm -hmm. and I have a hard time being like giving if I feel like I'm giving less to one person I'm like oh my god they hate me Mm -hmm. I need to give them more and then I get overwhelmed like sometimes I get overwhelmed with like catching up on messages it's usually it's like texting it's the Mm -hmm. phone relationships I get overwhelmed with but in person relationships I feel I'm the opposite good that's the only thing I've got down because like I use my phone like literally it's like if that's the only thing that's that's my lifeline is my phone calls with people um but yeah I do not I think for me it's a balance like the balance is stages like ebbs and flows it's never balanced all the time as long as and you know I just was talking with Liz about this today I've had different points in my life where different 
people took priority. So in college, it was like friends, 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 friends. Like nothing trumped my friends. Not Parker, not my family, nothing. I really wanted to like hold on to these relationships. And then as I've gotten older, like uh, maybe career took a little bit more of a priority. And in order to hold on, in order to like add career in, friends had to go down a little bit and boyfriend, family kind of, you know, got bumped up too. So I think just knowing that it's like a, it's going to ebb and flow. And in this stage of life, it might be these people and just being really transparent with people is been like the best thing I've been able to do is just letting people know like, Hey, I want to be there for you. I just can't. And if I'm there for you, then it's like that. I love the saying of like, you can't pour from an empty cup. Yeah. Because, like, if I'm hanging out with you, then I'm literally, I'm not going to be fun. Like, if yeah. I'm so overwhelmed that I'm giving you time, I probably haven't had time to reset. And then you're going to get me as, like, an True. empty shell. Or even, like, prioritize. Try to, well, one, prioritize your time, like you're saying. Like, make sure you have days for yourself. But then on the days when you are going to see people, like, or if you're invited to multiple things, like, you needed to know which is the most important mm-hmm. thing for you to be at. Like, what would you want your friend to come to the most or... Maybe it's someone that you haven't seen in a while or, like, you won't see in a while after that. Like, Mm -hmm. just trying to figure out what is the most important. And maybe you saw one friend last week and then they asked you to do something, but someone else also did. Kind of the person you didn't see maybe takes the priority, kind of. Okay. Another thing you could do is reach out to the person that, like, let's say there's, like, one person that you're really having a hard time just getting, like, setting time aside for them. I just explained this situation the other day. I personally am in a stage where I never feel like I have enough time. Like Mm -hmm. I feel always time poor, which I'm sure everyone feels like. But I have a hard time. If I end up, let's say I have four days a week, Monday through Thursday, like four nights. Let's not include Friday, Saturday, Sunday because those are different kind of days. Monday through Thursday. And I have a work event one night that week. I have um, like, I don't know, a friend wants to hang out and a podcast that night and I have one night left it's very hard for me to willingly put you know ask someone to do something that night because I'm like oh finally I have a free night I'm I'm gonna gonna reset yeah I'm gonna be home however this just happened to me today I literally was like oh I have this night free I'm gonna use it and then someone asked me to do something and I was like okay sure I'll do something if someone asks me to do something I will I'll fill it but you're not going to reach out. I'm not going to maybe reach out. So being, like I said, the transparent thing, being upfront with some of those people and being like, hey, honestly, it would take a lot of stress off me if you reached out and asked me to do something just because I don't have the bandwidth right now to schedule things out. Does that make sense? And if I can't do it, I will tell you. But don't give up on like asking me. That's like a big one. I know it's like such a fear for me. Like I've always been so scared that if my friends, if I don't say yes one time they'll literally yeah, stop inviting me. I've always me. thought that too. Yeah. I'll be like, I can't come this time, but please invite but, me. Yeah, this means so much to me and I do want to be there next time. Like. And I think it's all about like, especially like strengthening those relationships in the beginning. Yeah. And once they're strong, you can kind of like coast them out a bit, but I hope that helps. Does that help? Do we think? Yeah, I think that does help. That okay. helped me. Um, let's see. Okay. These are, we have a lot of very good questions here. Um, this one, da, da, da. my husband makes more money than me. How do I deal with the guilt of not being the breadwinner? Okay. Um, Spend that I love money, this honey. question. Just kidding. 
Just kidding. Ask him for his credit card. <laughs> um, I think we've talked about this before, but I feel like... Um, if How much you, more are if, we talking? Yeah, I'm just kidding. It's a lot more, and the person that makes more wants nicer things or a nicer place or, I don't know, to do more things. Like, maybe if it's, like, you're struggling for money, you can talk about, like, percentage-based so in, in your sharing. Well, um, well also, things. this is husband. So, oh. let's assume they're married and they they do share their finances in some capacity. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, who knows? I don't know exactly how you guys handle things. Um, but, yeah, let's assume they do something along those lines and it's more, like, I feel guilty. Okay. I think. I don't know. That's I how I read it. I say if you're working for some money or, like, doing something that just you make less money than the person, just have, like, your thing, I would say, that you're, like, this is my contribution to our mm-hmm. household. Like, I can't think of a good example. Maybe you're the one that gets the groceries and makes the dinner and that makes you feel good mm-hmm. um, because that's, like, your thing that you do for you guys or like even i don't know no just I, something right that track. can make you feel like oh well just because he does that doesn't mean that i don't do anything like this is my mm-hmm. thing that i do that would make me feel better but i'm not sure if that's the best advice no, because i think like you're married and and you should feel comfortable to like share but i know that's like a hard transition i assume i always think of it this is like i've given this advice to friends before and I think of it in the sense of equal workload, like not, and I'm not talking professionally, which is exactly what you're saying, but like, this is how I word it when I talk to people about mm-hmm. this is as long as someone is putting in, as, as long as both parties are putting equal amounts of effort into maintaining their lives. And this can be in like so many different forms. So maybe they make a lot of money, but they have like not that intense. Let's say they make them, they make more money and they only work three days a week. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't think that should matter at all. If they're like, if they work three days a week and they're chilling those two days a week, like going to the beach with their friends and you work five days a week and you don't make as much money, but you're like hustling your buns off mm-hmm. and you're like doing that. I don't know. You, you're doing that in the sense of trying to like, whatever. I don't even know. You're, that's your career and whatever. And, like, they don't do anything. I don't think that that, you should feel any guilt for that. But if they're, like, working really hard and they, like, I don't know, they come home every night super stressed out. Like, they have a very intense job and that's why they make more money. And they work five days a week, maybe more than that. And you maybe have a little bit more of a chill job. Maybe you work three days a week. Maybe you just even work, like, five days a week, but it's a little bit more relaxed and fun or something. I... Or, like, you work from home or something, so you don't have a commute, let's say. If you have more time, you maybe can make sure that, like, you, I don't even know, like... Make something a little bit easier for them. Exactly. Exactly. I don't know. As just, like, as just, like, a, hey, you seem really burdened by this. I want to make sure... And that's in general, not even just money. Right. Like, if you can tell the other person is stressed, it's, like... It's it's really not a money thing. Yeah, exactly. It's really not a money thing. That's just how I, like, view relationships in general. So, I think... I think for guilt, it's, um, like, openly talking about it. Like, I think the more you, like, don't talk about how you don't want to use the money because you feel like it's your partner's money or something the less you talk about money in an open communication the more 
it feels guilty or like a secret or like right. or like there's an issue in the relationship but they probably are like oh i don't care but you want to buy a coffee buy a coffee like yeah. it really doesn't bother me so then you feel better doing it because you talked about it right i think yeah as long as like work like efforts are equal in your household i don't see anything of being like guilt and also efforts also in my mind there is something about like you know uh stamina and like what you can take on so I don't necessarily mean like hustle your buns off equal amounts like maybe it's like you're you can take on more mentally like you have to think about the food in the household you have to think about the birthdays and all these different things whatever than this other person so just you know as long as you just come to term like think of it that way am I contributing to our lives equally yeah have an open conversation with your partner and just be like, hey, does it bother you that I don't make as much money? This is my, this is like how I feel. And also like we've discussed this before, money ebbs and flows oftentimes in households, at least in like our experiences where you like your husband could be at a high right now. And then in like five years, he could make less, you could make more and it can ebb and flow depending on jobs and careers. You really never know. Think of like these, this is a great example, I think. Think of a lot of like these stay-at-home moms that blew up on the internet. Like they probably thought their whole lives they were going to be stay-at-home moms that like didn't contribute financially to their yeah. household. And then and they end up making like... More and their husband quits and works for them. Yeah. Like you, and I'm sure that this, at times, a lot of these women that like didn't make money have felt this guilt before. And they're like, wow, I really wish I had known in five years, like, I'm going to be the one that makes more money. And I probably wouldn't have stressed out so much knowing my time was coming. And also sometimes so, the person on the other side making more money feels guilty that they're, they're home or something. Or, or yeah, it, it, the yeah. guilt goes back and forth. So again, I think it just ties yeah. back into communication. Exactly. And knowing that it's like a team thing and you're in it together and not right. like, this is what my partner makes and this is what I make. It's like yeah. what you do. Yeah. exactly exactly yeah. it's just a, making sure you guys are maintaining your lives um and however you do that financially is however it gets done yeah okay the next one um the guys next sorry one... we didn't plan we didn't read these ahead of time so we're reading our advice off the cuff so if we blow up your lives i'm so sorry it's genuine advice at that point it's friend to friend <laughs> um someone wants to know how they don't turn into their mother ouch <laughs> to your mom Maybe maybe our mom should answer that. <laughs> so sorry. That was... Um, oh, hold on. I have a sneeze. <coughs> okay, sorry. Like, Some of these have no context. So <laughs> I feel like... Maybe they didn't mean that as abrasive as it was. Yeah, but you know when you're Or maybe like, they did. You know when you're like 20 and people will say to you like, oh, yeah, you're just like your mom. And you're like, oh, no. But then the more you grow up, the more you like see your mom as a person, you're like, you know, that wouldn't be so bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I so I think it's just like... You're going to have tendencies of your parents and your family, mm-hmm. and that's just like... Like one day you were like, oh, that's so annoying, and then one day you start doing it, and you're like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. How to not turn to your mom? I don't know. I'm turning into my mom. Let's just think like... No offense, mom. I'm not saying it's bad. Yeah, I have a lot of things that are from my mom, but I'd like to think they're the good things. Well, sometimes I'm, I got loose lips, and so does my mom. <laughs> Probably Sorry, the Probably. squeaking. Uh, but for advice, how to not turn into your mom, turn into yourself. <laughs> I think that is a really hard one. I have no idea. Figure I think, out why you don't want those characteristics. Yeah, is it just because you're stubborn? 
or like yeah look at your mom as like a person first of all like we've talked about this the other day when we realized our parents were people and we're like whoa that's crazy um figure out if those are admirable qualities and then but yeah. you know what that is a fair thing because there's some things that like your parents did i'm not saying my parents disclaimer but like i have i know people that have parents have said this and you're like working through some childhood stuff where you're like why did my parents do this blah 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 and you want to avoid it let's say like especially i know a lot of people think of this when they're raising children they discuss like just things you would do differently when you raise kids and a lot of the times people talk about like you're you start to come to terms with that stuff so i don't remember where i was going with this oh yeah i think so just if it's something you actively want to avoid um like Liz said get to know yourself yeah. a bit find like your own interests discover experiences are a beautiful thing and i think by having different experiences you can start to discover what you like personally and uh, similar to when we talk about like living in your like own, like hometown and stuff and not saying you can't live in your hometown but if you do live in your hometown maybe like combat it with some experiences like in life more uh so you can start to you know find out different things about yourself and maybe if you have a partner or a friend just like having them check you a bit and being like hey how do you view like how do you view me mm-hmm. and these are things i'm like actively trying to avoid yeah a b and c like can you you know every now and again if you see me check me definitely ask yourself it's if it's that bad to be like your mom yeah or if you're just like oh my god that's my mom Right. Is she actually embarrassing or are you just choosing to be embarrassed? She's embarrassing. <laughs> Ashley's the next one. Oh, okay. Okay. Wow. Okay. These go all over the place. Um, I will read. Da, 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 da. These ones are kind of related. It seems like there's always a new fashion trend to follow and I want to dress cool. Like oh. all the girls online, but it's expensive help. Did I write this? Girlie, it is. I think that Liz wrote that one in... Did you actually? No, but I feel the same. Would love advice on that. Um, I think a couple thoughts on this. Same. Go first. I think sometimes I get wrapped up in a trend, but then yeah. I remember it's not good. That doesn't look good on my body. Like, I feel like now I... It's not I've, even like your style. Yes. Now I'm like, Maybe or whenever I buy something that is like an absurd, trendy, like color or pattern mm-hmm. or something, like I know, like, I'm, <laughs> this has nothing to do with your bathing suit. It's bathing suit. It's a great example today. <laughs> but like, I've bought like tank tops or something that were so trendy that it's like I wore them once and the trend was already gone. So then I'm like, okay, but I could have bought that in like a color that would have lasted it probably could have, yeah. you know, gone a little longer. So I try to like think about the purchase before and now I'm at the point where like I know the things that look good on my body or not mm-hmm. so I'm like D- will I really wear this would I want my parents to see me wear this would I want my friends to see me wear right. this would I, could I wear it to work like right. could I get full use out of this item but I do have to say I'm not good at this I am not good <laughs> at it I have been known to buy clothing so a couple thoughts I think one I totally read Liz's advice a lot of these can be answered with confidence here. Like yeah. a lot of these people that have asked advice is confidence. So and knowing yourself. Um, so I think 
you can avoid wanting to be like the trendy girls online if you have more confidence in your style and you like tune out the noise. Yeah, you have like a personal Exactly. Like I would consider, I think I've gotten so much better at this in like recent years and I, again, other than like that, the bathing suit, I just bought the bathing suit. I, I didn't just buy it. I bought so it six I months ago. I the bathing suit. I hate the bathing suit. I couldn't even wear it today. I was so embarrassed, but I had to wear it because it's best for tan she lines. She couldn't wear it today. She was so embarrassed, but she was wearing it. I had to wear it because it was the best for tan lines. Like I could get a, a final summer tan with it. So, but I bought it six months ago and I literally already to the point that I'm embarrassed by it because it's so trendy. It's so bad. It's like one of those stupid bathing suits like Kylie Jenner would have worn in an Instagram photo and then it blew up and then it blew up so big that everyone was now like, it's disgusting. I have a lot of tops like that. Oh, I'm sick. So my thought though, if you insist on being a trend, if you want to try out a trend, be a trendy gal, I suggest a little thrift. Hmm. Try a thrift store first. Or literally go, not saying, go to the thrift store, yes. But like if you're going to buy something, like go try it on. You can still do that nowadays. Yeah, Did you know yeah, that? Yeah, that's a great. You can that's still great go advice. to the store. That's great advice. But if you're going to, if you insist on like, tr- like try the trend first with something similar at a thrift store. Yeah. So for example, like the, I don't know. I would say. Give me a second. Like mom jeans. Okay, that's on trend. But that was a trend at one point. Mom jeans started as a trend, and instead of like buying the sixty dollar jeans just try or low-rise jeans that's a better example low-rise jeans are very trendy right now whatever they're not trendy for me right okay but, yes, but they are trendy. if you were gonna try it better to go to the thrift store try on you know try on some low-rise jeans wear them like once out take the instagram photo in them and then move on with your life the five dollar jeans rather than the 70 dollar abercrombie jeans mm. that you're gonna try on and then actually find out that you're it's too trendy for you to wear in the place you actually live and mm. you'll be embarrassed but if it's, yeah, if it's a money thing, I'm a thrift store gal through yeah. and through. It's so much fun. It's way cooler to tell someone you got it at a thrift store. That's my thought. But also say, yeah. my friends and I like trade clothes. Like if yeah. we're not, like, we always have, like, I have a bag in my room right now. And then I'll, we'll send each other photos. Like anyone want these items before we get rid of them or donate them. So it's like, we just trade them around. Not that they're necessarily, like, the newest trend, but sometimes they do end up being But someone has a different eye than you. Like, someone could see things differently than you do. Um, But, yeah, I feel like a big thing for me has been coming up with, like, my personal style. And I would say a lot of times my personal style is, like, it's always... It's not even because it's trendy right now. I feel like I've always leaned a bit 90s. Mm -hmm. Always. Yeah, you have. A bit 90s, a bit mom, grandpa, chic. Grandpa, chic. Yeah. Yeah, okay, so yeah, confidence, thrift stores, but then on the other hand, things, invest in a couple, mm-hmm. couple real good things, like these dad shorts were probably $50, and if someone told me you're buying jean shorts for $50, I'd be but like, how girl, many times have you worn that's those? crazy, and I'm like, girl, I wear them four times a week. So yeah, if you have one pair of shorts you really like, or a couple pairs of shorts you like, mm-hmm. I... I, I think you can have, like, one or two pairs of jeans and be good. Because right. if you have, like, an item that's work. not, like, so trendy, you can put any other things with it. Like, right. you can wear a black t-shirt over and over again, and you can change it different ways by, like, what you wear with it. And if you have clothes that you're really into, you won't feel the need to keep buying other clothes. And you will actually yeah. save money in the long run. 
like last year I did a I did a haul I felt like last summer I really bought some things because of my like wedding I had bridal showers bachelor parties Mm -hmm. all these different things like I need to invest in some stuff and this year I didn't really buy anything because I still had things I could like pull from. Yeah, that from. was still good from last year. Right. Yeah. And it was because they were all like quality. They didn't all fall apart like little cheapo things. They weren't mm-hmm. too trendy. Honestly, you don't want to keep up with the girlies online. Those girls are in credit card debt. Anyways. True. Okay, the next one says, I would love to hear you guys talk more about family planning and the pressure to start a family. One to know it's the right time. You know, here's the thing, guys. We don't have kids. So I cannot answer that question, but I do get the pressure of being, like, 26. Thank you. <laughs> it's like, no. happy birthday, Ashley. I get, like... No, I'd being be in your late 20s, I feel like that's all people ask you oh, about. You like, oh, when are you guys doing this? When are you guys doing this? When are you guys doing this? So my advice from being from having no advice would be like but you you need to know what's right for you and you need to make sure you're completely ready yourself for all the not even just kids but like any big step you're going to take in this stage of your life it's like make sure you're really ready that's my advice like it's such good advice liz i mean it's totally i know when i'm ready just be like really sure you're ready well, just I, just I don't know. Have those conversations. I could tell you, like, when I wasn't ready for things, I straight up told people, like, I'm not ready for that right now. And so no pressure for me. I'm not ready for that. You know right. what I mean? Yep. So let it be known what you're ready for and what let you're not ready known. for. I think we should have someone come on and talk about this. Like, we need someone, like who a, has kids. someone who has kids. And we're like, hey, how did you decide that you wanted kids? Um... Yeah, I don't really know how we could give too much advice on family planning, but we could talk about the pressures of family planning because there is a lot of, like, there's a lot of outside chitter-chatter when it comes to other people's lives. Mm. And I think it is hard to separate what you really want from what other people want from you on both sides of it. Like, both sides. Some people want you to have kids. Some people, like, are like, you would be crazy to have kids. And I think it is a really scary thing to figure out. Yeah, similar to, like, what we talked about on last week's episode of, like, everyone having different mindset and, like, putting pressure on other people, but it's really, like, you can't let the outside noise. Well, another thing, like, would they do, would, if they had the choice, if they were in your shoes, would they let whatever you're saying dictate what they do? Whether it's, like, feeling pressure from your family to have kids, let's say, whether it's pressure from you know, your friends to not have kids because they want to, like, hang out with you. Um, mm-hmm. Or they're judging you, like, for having kids too young. I think it could be, it's it's a very overwhelming thing. Some people think it's, like, a lot of judgment on your age, a lot of judgment on your, like, financial situation, your relationship. It is a very unique thing. So I would love to hear what your, what, I don't know, if people are writing in struggling with this um, or have experienced it and have advice. I think we've gotten this a couple of times. I think our listeners, we all live in like similar areas. We don't know. We promise that someday we will have like a... Maybe. A good episode about this, but it will be like... It's going to be in a few years. So (laughs) when... When we have a guest come on. I'm just kidding. No, it'll be like, you know, someday. We have have time for one more, you guys, before we head to Ashley's birthday dinner. And let's see... Oh, someone said how to not get old, but we talked about that at the beginning someone did of not. That's the so funny. episode. So 
Here's a good one. I have a hard time finding dresses that work for my body. Where do you buy dresses? For nice occasions. Um, good question. I actually don't think I've ever bought a dress from the same place twice. It's not like I have like a go-to, like this mm-hmm. is where I'm going to look. It's more like the more times, it's like similar to before like figuring out what works for your body the more times you have to buy them like you find the style that works for you and then literally just buy it in every color it's like how i feel like i know mm, okay like there's a yeah, dress yeah, that everyone like complimented me on and i felt really confident in it so now i know going forward like that style what one was it um like to the one with the sleeves yeah i agree with that i think pay attention to the ones that you feel the most confident yeah and i agree i always typically look for a certain style i just went outside my comfort zone the other day and I got one that wasn't fully me that's how I felt in mine this weekend like I was like that is not my style and then I like saw pictures and I'm like I never say this about myself but I was like wow I actually think that I look okay there and that's rare for me so I felt the opposite for myself (laughs) not you (laughs) um we got compliments on our dresses I didn't I just like I so I do like high necks on myself like I would never wear a low-cut top just because i literally i do not look good at all um, see so like you buy a dress that works for your body like how you like right. your body like there are right. so many options so it's like if you don't like cleavage out then buy a high neck right. if you like i am not gonna wear a short dress because i get self-conscious maybe about i don't really like wearing shorts so mm. why would i get a short dress yeah. i'm gonna buy a maxi dress so much more comfortable for me i didn't like how much fabric i had because I, i'm a mm. dancer i like dancing i forgot about the fabric incident i absolutely hate when i look like a little twirly girly on the dance floor i'm like again it doesn't fit for me i need something that i can feel like i'm in the what's the tiktok thing like i don't want to say the b word but the bad genre it's a genre yeah um, if I'm rapping and I'm wearing like a dress that's like flowing all over the place and it's making everyone in, like if I'm moving around and I look like a literal circus tent, just like ready to just capture people under the circus tent, it's not my vibe. Mm-hmm. So, um, typically I like a shift, a shift or a waist cincher yeah. or a, something like that. I like also anyhow. prefer midi because I'm short. So if I get a maxi dress, it's never, it's always too long on me. Mm-hmm. So I get mm-hmm. a midi dress and then it falls perfect. The mini is nice because you can wear, you could dress it up or down. A also, lot. as Back a person who like formal. isn't good at hair or makeup, I will like put effort into my dress because then people mm-hmm. maybe won't look mm-hmm. at my my one. head. <laughs> so what we look for, yes. So try on dresses for like do a little, you know, take note, look at some old photos of yourself in dresses. Pay yeah. less attention to what like the like, I don't know like the pattern, all these different things, but the style of the dress, like if the fabric was cheap, whatever. First of all, just look at the photo. Remind, ask yourself, like, when was I the most confident? Da, 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 da. A, B, C. And then from there. And if you don't like a dress, then get a get a jumpsuit, you know? We love a jumpsuit. We yeah. love dress, like, dress pant, yeah. like, a cool, fun pant. Um, but some good places. Honestly, I, I have kind of, like, outgrown. I don't even know if outgrown is the right word. I'm kind of out of my TJ Maxx era. I just... It's kind of like on the trendy side of things where I'm like, I buy it and it's good for six months and then yeah. the trend's gone and then I'm like, I hate this now. However, TJ Maxx has a lot of dresses right now and they're very affordable. So 
I would recommend. I just bought my dress there for the wedding and there was like a million other dresses that I could have chosen from. So I just got that one, but I Old Navy has been a good one for me for dresses. I got my like pink and white one. If you guys want to look on my Instagram, it's like a white dress with pink pattern, midi, good style for that one, linen. Um and where else have I gotten good dresses? I got the one that I just recently wore was from Nordstrom and it was $10. I got it on sale. Nice. And I saw honestly just search on TikTok like wedding guest dresses and You'll see them on people that yeah, look that's like really you. Nice. And that's where I found that. And they were like, oh, my God, this dress is on sale. And I was like, as if. And I just bought it because it was $10 and I have a lot of weddings. And I'm like, I hope I like it. And then I ended up really liking it. And other than that, I've bought a dress from Fortunate One. Um, I think it's Pretty Little Thing, a dress place. Yeah. Or Pepper Mayo, was Pepper it? Pepper Mayo. I've gotten a few at Pepper Mayo can't remember where i have a dress in there yeah i would say my best recommendation is searching tiktok too abercrombie yep search tiktok see the people trying them on but um let's say like affordable side old navy tj maxx sales at like nordstrom um and if you know like i already know i have three weddings next year and if i wait till like a week before the wedding to find a dress that's when i get really stressed out and then you end up and you just pick something so i could like if i see it if i'm like shopping now and i see a dress and you know you're gonna Mm -hmm. like it like just get it now and it will relieve some stress because you're always gonna need a wedding dress and also you can re-wear them or borrow from friends well and on the trendy side this is it goes back to the trendy thing don't buy a trendy dress don't buy the big sleeves like those big sleeves right now i had saw a dress i'm like oh it's so cute and then i realized i'm like oh my god next year i'm not gonna wear it also i would say a good piece of advice when you're shopping for dresses for special occasions i always try for me personally i try and buy something that i could dress up or down if it was mm. like a wet like a wedding versus a shower yeah so i know a lot of dresses i've worn to weddings i've worn to showers the yeah. following year so you can like do your hair a certain way too. like get a dress if it's like for example that dress i just got has a lot of fabric on it mm-hmm. it's high neck and it's really long it seems a bit more formal it's not like something I would wear to a bridal shower, just because it's like flowy. It would be a lot, but a midi dress oftentimes can be worn like dressed up or down. Um, so consider those when you're shopping for your special occasion dresses. Yeah. And yeah, that would be that would be my advice. But good advice. Again, borrowing friends from dress, uh, borrowing friends from dress. Yeah. Borrowing dresses from friends. borrowing dresses from friends. Yeah, I've seen like pictures of my friends at other weddings that they've gone to and been like i'm wearing that in the future like you (laughs) know it's good if like your friends are stealing it yeah um all right guys i think that's probably the end of our advice i am sorry i feel like it was a bit messy on my end i don't think my thoughts were not concise oh you said at the end of every episode i just think that might be i actually think that it was good so cool at least one of us has confidence in this podcast yeah that's why i can't literally listen i'm like oh delete it all no, but um, then I listened to it, and I'm like, that was decent. I'm going to listen to, tom- well, you, last week's. Good. I'm going to listen to that on the way home. Uh, we're going to leave the advice column up, so if you just want to save it for when you need advice. Thing. Yeah, we'll add the link to our bio. So if an embarrassing story happens or if you need advice, like there's just a place for you to anonymously reach out to us, and we can just check it out every week and maybe say them at the beginning of an episode, uh, give some quick advice or um, save 
up the embarrassing stories for a future episode. So that will live on and we hope to continue hearing from you guys. I think the anonymous the anonymousness of it like really helps. I know I'd be more yeah. apt to write it yeah. into something if I knew that people would never know. Yeah, we don't so, know who you are. Thanks for writing in and thank you all for listening. Who is? That was a good one. Let's go get Ashley a birthday lobster roll. Love it.